now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Hey, it's Yolanda at DryerBuzz. Listen, you're about to enjoy a really good episode where we talked about being seen and, and, and maturity. Oh, my God letting you know getting people to find their giddy moment and 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 all of that it's a really good episode about how i got out of bed but I, we in fact we took up the whole hour so going into it you're really going to enjoy it which means since we took up the whole hour i didn't get a chance to tell you guys about what we want to do with 27 answers which is part of dryer buzz and i often allude to you know needing your support go over check out the books or go over to the soap store bookstore soap store but i wanted to tell you guys and remind you that this great opportunity we're doing in the bookstore where I have all of my great books I get great passive income from that I know so many of you also have books particularly ebooks and anything in a digital download I want to open up the bookstore to you so if you have great digital content uh great books and you're looking for an additional platform i'm not saying stop doing what you're doing but if you want to do a little bit more list your books in fact we'll even host the host the books in our store and that way when i'm doing this like and i'm telling people to go check out the bookstore guess what they see not only your my books but they'll see your books as well or your digital downloads i really want to make what you have available to my audience our audience because we're all in this together and you already know listen 27 answers is part of how to get out of bed how to get out of bed is a daily podcast a daily podcast where i get to hold an audience for 30 minutes to an hour and it's really helping people so if you have some great resources for people like me who need it listen hit me up inbox me or email me the buzz at dryerbuzz.com let's talk about getting you in the bookstore so you can become what a dryer buzz bestseller welcome to the miracle of tomorrow known as today hey good morning it was a miracle that i rode out of bed i slept so hard so rough so late went to bed late y'all yesterday i sat up last night i sat up i was like i was binging the, uh the television program what was that married at first sight season nine and i was like i am not gonna take this into tomorrow i've got to see the decision these people make today so i stayed up i probably went to bed maybe 1 a.m um, trying to get to that last episode. And I'm like, girl, go ahead, fast forward to the end. No, because you're going to miss something. This is me having that war of a conversation with myself. And here we are. So I'm waking up and I need to do some immediate stretches because my body ache. I slept hard. I slept rough. And usually I will when I when I have those vivid dreams. You know you had a vivid dream if you wake up and you like wonder if those things were real, if you really did those things today, yesterday, maybe in some time. I don't know. So I had a very vivid dream and uh and you know usually might have been some concerns in my subconscious or whatever because uh I don't try to dream that stuff but it is what it is and so waking up I was like oh my god that sun was coming through the window so hard it was like everything's just hard it's one of those mornings hard plus it's a Monday and if you listen to me or follow me in anything you know I just can't do Mondays I can't I have to like everybody else uh, I, 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 I try to formulate it as much as I can. And then too, and I just scratched cause I just remember I had to take a Benadryl last night. Uh, I went to a, I went to a seafood restaurant. I went to a restaurant and realized it was a lot of seafood going around. So, uh, I think I'm having some adverse reaction to it and maybe, you know, something in the system got to come on out. So I noticed when I got home, 
Well, actually, while I was there, you know, I, of course, did a little inhalation of some of the food fare, going, passing around, you know, took a couple pictures and whatnot. And then, of course, you know, even even the staff, staff can't help themselves. You know, they serve people, so, you know, the touchy stuff. And my sensibility is I, I just really can't. I shouldn't be anywhere around it. And every time I do push the limits, you know, there's some residual days and residual ways. Again, I don't know that this was that. Because also me getting out, going that was my first time uh, going back into, you know, crowds of people I don't know. And also uh, outdoor, I, we did, I chose the outdoor dining instead of the indoor dining. So, you know, just a little change up of my routine because I'm that person that's still uh, quarantining simply because of the age and health risks and all those kinds of things. But, you know, one of the groups that I'm in was having a networking that we have not seen each other all year. And it was literally around the corner. Get dressed, listen to the podcast. It was a whole podcast, how I made it through this thing. Um, but it was so amazing to see everybody and, and to have that whole social, social feeling again, uh, really made some connections because it was kind of a networking. And if you had a business, there were a lot of women there who had a business because it's a, it's a group for women, it's a group for women in the community. So, but when I got home, uh, uh, of course, I immediately, you know, did the pandemic shower and everything I wore went into the laundry. I need to probably go and actually full and wash it. Um, and, you know, just did the whole decompression. And then, of course, you know, now comes the watching, you know. But I had these little patches. Like, I had one pop up on my neck. And, uh, and of course, you know, you touch it, you touch somewhere else. And it, so for the last two days, I've been having these little pop-up patches. And that night I took uh, a bit of drill and I took one last night, you know, and, uh, and it happened like, it didn't, it, not something that went on like throughout the day. I could see, you know, one or two little areas throughout the day, but I guess because you're preoccupied or occupied, you don't really think about it. So when I got ready to go to bed, I, re- I caught myself. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm scratching, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm like itching. So I, I'm like, okay. So I took another one and luckily I'm only taking one. Maybe I should go ahead and take a full dosage and knock it on out. Benadryl, honey, is that miracle drug. You know, it is, it really is. It probably, it probably is a cure for COVID. <laughs> Cause I have had some allergy situations throughout life. And I remember being put on allergy medicine, this and that. And one day I was in line at the pharmacy and the last pill of this prescribed uh, medicine I was taking, allergy medicine, it was like wearing off. And this line and all kind of stuff was going on there at the slowest snail of, on earth working the counter. And I'm like, look, let me, I kept looking over at the Benadryl. I'm like, I got to take something to this to get this expensive pill. And I went over and I literally grabbed the pack off thing, opened it up, popped some Benadryl and uh, standing in this line. And I noticed by the time I got to the register, I was like, well, shoot, I feel good. Uh, keep that $30 pill. I'm going to just take some Benadryl. But do you know, see, this is how these doctors out here, they get you. I didn't have to take anything else. I never had to take another dose of Benadryl. I never needed another pill of that, that, uh, over that, that highly, that $30 prescription. I don't know if it was for, all I know is I couldn't even afford the full prescription. I was getting like, I had broken it down per pay period. I couldn't even get a full month. I'm like, you know, I just need one, one cycle of this, right? It was just that expensive. And, and I'm asking the doctor, you know, how long I take this? Cause you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, doctors, they eradicate illness, right? They don't, uh, I just went through a whole 
five years dealing with the healthcare system. They don't. Okay. Uh, and this is, and, and, and that's me having somewhat healed from what we went through to be able to just say that. So I'm thinking, man, I took that Benadryl. So I start watching. I'm like, because hell, if I need another dose, I'll take another Benadryl. You know, I can walk around a little drowsy, but you don't even do that anymore. But I, but I never needed another dosage. Because I had stopped what I, re- what I realized on my own was causing the problem. I was literally waiting for it. And didn't, unbeknownst to me, it just needed to hurry up and come on out of my system. But since the doctor didn't dwell, and the special, nor the specialist they sent me to, didn't dwell on what was the intake in my diet that really sent me into this quote-unquote autoimmune disease, um, I decided, let me weed out some things. One of the things I had started doing with, that everybody gets on you about was drinking water. And I was drinking a certain variety of water that had a whole lot of sodium in it. And this, my, I was having a reaction to this sodium. So, and it's not, not the reaction I'm having now because that particular one wasn't little bumps or, or hives coming up. It was, um, welts. I was literally, my body was welting, but some, I had to do something that I tell you guys to do all the time. I had to want to know more, get more information, and I had to investigate. And, and upon investigation, that was the one thing that was part of my life that had not been a part of my life uh, for a time period. I would investigate it. Okay, what am I doing, and when do I first experience this? And uh, and it was the water. That's the one thing that I was doing. I was drinking cases of this water. And all of this sodium was getting in my system. Even as I go into the soap making world, um, there's a perfect soap out there. If you just add, you know, people keep telling you, you can accomplish a perfect soap. You know, if you just add the sodium to it, you know, because that's, and it's, it's sodium, you know, a couple of sodium, different things, you know. And uh, and then even though we, there's sodium, there's a sodium uh, hydroxide we have to add to it in order to make the, the oil and the water mix and it go through the saponification and all that. But then there are those salts where people are adding salt or adding sugar or adding this, that, and the other, you know, add different additives and preservatives and all those kind of things. Well, I'm thinking like, nope, not going to do it because I know if it was a problem for me, it'll be a problem for one out of three, you know, the normal, the standard, you know, used to be one out of four, that whole 80, 20 thing. Um, but it's one out of three. And so I am not going to, um, I'm just not going to do it because I know it caused a problem for me. So now, again, because I dined out, uh, and and I know what I I know what I had, and I don't think it was because I just basically had the French fries because I had just eaten, but I had truffle fries. I'm like, is it the truffle? I don't know. Uh, is it the fact that I sat in an environment? Maybe because I sat in an environment. Um, with people who did have, and they, they opted, thank you for the people who sat with me, opted not to have, uh, seafood because everybody really wanted to go in because they had, they had some great lobsters, lobster items on the menu. And I ended up taking a picture of the menu, letting it get close, inhaling it and all that kind of stuff. And then of course, uh, we took a couple of group pictures and then, you know, mingling around and networking and people handing you their business cards and so forth. Uh, I could have grabbed a business card where somebody, you know, went full on in on the, on the lobster and all of that. Just being, just being mindful. Uh, but that's, that again is why you got to know what you're doing. See, that's why I talk about the miracle of, cause see, even that could have put me in a, in fact, I, I, I put my family on alert, you know, and they were like, oh, you want to come home? You're going to stay. And I said, like, well, cause I had a little itching of the eyes and that let me know that 
I had walked through the path of and breathe in some because that or touch something. And even just walking in, sitting at the table, if the previous table had it, even though they they were doing a remarkable job of cleaning. And I alerted, you know, you have to alert people. Here's the thing at 10 minutes into this, you have to alert people what's going on with you. And that is comes to the whole how to get out of bed. Um, one of the reasons I can get out of bed today with all that I've been through, all that we've been through, we can get out of bed is because I alerted someone, listen, this is what's going on. Uh, I had a, I had a, this is what's going on with me thing just yesterday. My dad came over for dinner and he's like, okay, let me tell y'all what's going on, you know? Um, but he is, he is a cancer survivor. And so he has to go for, you know, repeated this, that, and the other. Um, so the thing about it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a process to this. And I, I, I love watching, um, the, how, I was going to say, how do we get married, which is what it should be called, but what is married at first sight. I love watching it because they put these two people together based on, um, some science. They try to, they try to do some science with the personalities, the DNA. I don't know if they use the DNA, but the personalities and, and what these people present to them. And there are a few people who slip in, you know, presenting because they like, oh, it's a, it's a great opportunity, you know. And I don't know how extensive the process is leading up to whether or not you get chosen. So I think there are some very happy people that just kind of participate in the process because maybe the process has a gift card or, you know, a payment or two. I don't know. A lot of people show up, but then there are those in the midst. They show up simply because they do want to find their mate, their life mate, their, somebody willing to witness their life. All those things we talk about that should go on in a relationship and, and certainly should go on in a marriage. And they start at marriage first. They don't, throughout all this process, they haven't gone on any dates. They're marrying at first sight. Now, they might have seen each other during the process when they had the men and women together. But they don't know, you don't get to establish anything on your own. The, the matchmakers... Uh, in, 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 who have a variety of skill level, the matchmakers put you with somebody. So you might have, you might have clicked with so-and-so at the networking or this, that, and the other, but you end up walking down the aisle to somebody that you probably didn't pay any attention to. You didn't think of anything like that. And, but you've consented. I'm going to go through with this wet. I'm going to go through with this wedding with those of whom you invite. And you're going to go off, go immediately off. You'll spend that first night together, go immediately off on the honeymoon. Uh, you're going to come back from the honeymoon. You then are going to reside together for, uh, eight weeks. Uh, well, you get a week of that on a honeymoon and a, and a nice place. So surely you're going to participate through that. Even though some people have gone in, you know, full on thinking that this commitment, that commitment they made at the altar, that they are full on need to be acting like they've known each other forever. There are those that, hey, hold up. We, we went through this part. Now let's get to know each other. Who are you again? Or who are you, period, right? And uh, so there's varying levels. And there are people who, you know, their heart is on their sleeve, it's in their lap. You know, it needs to be brushed and nurtured right away. And then there are those that are totally standoffish, like, hey, listen, we just met, you know. Uh, and I just went, you know, through this cause of, and, you know, the and other person like, well, why'd you do this? <laughs> because you're supposed to find, this was you supposed to be wanting to find me. Why can't we go ahead and do everything as if we've been married for a hundred years, you know? So it's, it's, and it's not funny because you realize that there are some people who are really serious about this and there are others are like, wait, what just happened? You know, I was just participating in this thing. Now it's like, now I've gone on. So clearly I don't know what the, I'm sure pretty sure there's some uncovering um 
headlines out there of how this thing really works and if they're, you know, totally pay. I, I, look, uh, I know a lot of those reality shows, like you got to have your own money. I would have to be paid something for that. How are my bills getting taken care of? You know, uh, how am I to really, truly enjoy this? You know, especially when I know you might set me up with God knows what, you know? So, and last night, one out, once I finally got to the end, didn't fast forward, one out of, one of the four couples, only, no, two of the four couples, one of them, one of them was like, okay, yeah, y'all should spend some more time together because you really right there. Y'all are right there. And hopefully y'all experience that moment. The other one, you were like, what? They are staying together. You know, that's, they were that, vo that volatile couple, you know, they're volatile every five minutes. And, but if they volatile for five minutes out of the hour, the other one, they tolerate, they can tolerate each other. And, and it's so funny because when you get to the end, you know, you've made all these uh, assumptions. Uh, when you seeing them at the wedding, like, oh, you know, they, they, they gonna, they, they gonna kill each other, you know, and you can't even say that with lightheartedness because in this, in this season of these shows, uh, there have been, you know, there was one lady, um, they hooked her up and I think, you know, and one of the things I said, I might as well call this a daggone review. Um, I think before now, I don't know how serious they were in, uh, hooking people up for, for a lifetime. It seemed to be an experiment going when it first came out, when it first started, they were putting people, if you were this extreme and here's a person that's this extreme, Hey, let's see if they could meet in the middle. It was like, you know, it was like you were looking through the, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Microscope, you know, at people. And people were still, even in that situation, you know, were fine. Like you could tell that they, they meant this one for a match. They meant that one for a mismatch. There's no way. And that's playing with people's lives because even in the ones they meant for a mismatch, one of the people in that mismatch was still, was really trying to find love and was really trying to be a spouse to a person. And so you see that. And I, one of the things I was so, I loved about last night, there was a one couple, it was like, you know, that they were semi-perfect. They only had one thing was she was not only was she sexually immature, but she was just not there as a, at a maturity level. And I think, and I think it's going to be a long, a lifelong pain for her, uh, them not getting married because it was presented as her sexual immaturity, but it wasn't, her, she was a virgin and it wasn't that because it's like, even if, even at it being an aversion, you still have certain attractions. You still, if you, you get to some point where you got to fight that and say, listen, I'm holding this for something, but it becomes your own inner war. And it was like, she, she wasn't just a virgin. It's like this woman ain't thinking about it at all. Right. Like, and then that, and I'm, I'm only talking about what's coming through the screen. And it's like, it's like you're on a honeymoon. I mean, you're, you go, you went down the aisle. It's like, you never see, you never saw her get to a point where she herself, cause I mean, her husband was good looking. They wore a perfect match, semi-perfect match. You have to say, and, uh, and, and I'm like, I don't know that the, it wasn't, and she was attracted to him. They were, cause like, like you can't, you can't become as close as they did without being attracted to the other person in some way, shape or form. It that's, that's we're visual people. A lot of people are visual people. She just never seemed to exude any kind of sexuality, any kind. It's like none. It's like, that's just not, a, it's, that's not something that she processes. What good looking, good looking man or no, you know, even within yourself, it's like, like, 
I just never, I just never saw her have, I just never saw, it just never seemed to me that she was fighting off any kind of urges, any kind, none. And I was like, okay. And, and then too, I mean, he had concerns with like, she, if she, she, there were two women, one hadn't been in a relationship in a while, but still, you know, you could tell her, she was just off. She was coming around. She wanted some affection. She wanted to be held, hugged and kissed. And all this, this other one, she had to be talked into it by the experts. Like, okay, you should try this. You should do that. And she realized this was something she was going to have to do for this other person. I'm like, well, dude, where are her own urges? Where, where are your own urges, people? You know, and you, you, you see these people all the time. They always talk about what it is they want to do for somebody else. But he was looking for, you have, in order to be with me, there are things you need to have wanted for yourself. And that was just one of his criterias. And, and he was just looking at not just that because he didn't even, he was like, and, and he said, I don't even know that I want to be the person. He said, there are things that you discover in your own intimacy, you know, and I don't want us being together to be her first foundation of it. Like, has she discovered herself? Does she even know what she wants, you know, in, in any of this, you know, at all levels? It's like, it, it just seemed like she was equipped at, at becoming that life partner, but there were things that she thought he was like, you think this is what it is. You don't really know because she hadn't really explored it. And so I think she was definitely a little less on the maturity side. And, and then you could, you can get a sense. I got a sense from her. There are things, everything that she was is what she thought it ought to be. Not necessarily that she had, I can't say that she had come into this, come into who she was based on these are her own traits, you know, because things that are your traits, you can look to others around you and, and see some reflection of those traits, some mirror of those traits. Like the very way in which she spoke is like, okay, she, every time she spoke, she went into the, uh, and it, it, it was a trigger for me It in that I recognized something having gone through all these different confidence things and, and, Oh, this is how women should speak. And they're assertive. Like there's a whole lot of assertiveness there, but people who are assertive, they're trying to gain something, you know? And I think she knew to be assertive, but not didn't know what assertiveness would get you. And guess what? It got her divorced, right? Because he, he's, I, I'm telling you, he saw through it as well because I don't know that she totally let her guard down, you know, cause being a, you, like you're, you're totally always assessing the situation and knowing and thinking how you need to present. There's a time when you're not concerned about how you present, you know, in life, going through life every day in moments, things you have to do, things you hear. There's a time when you're just not worried about how you present, you know, um, there's a separate, and I'm going to say like that there's a separation of it. And I think that he didn't get those moments out of her. He always got what she thought she should present. And I can have this conversation, having just binged on what they presented in this ep in these episodes. And then that, and then I even stayed up after the episode because then they had to, uh, and I don't think I, I didn't finish watching it, but which I can go back to, uh, they had the reunion and even in the reunion, um, they, the two of them couldn't clearly walk away from each other. So they're still having 
the trying to get the closure or the going out to dinner, the phone calls, they didn't really shut it off. And it, and it sounded like, and again, this is somewhat immediate, you know, a couple of weeks and months maybe. Uh, so they haven't really shut it down. And I love when people don't like move on, like don't, what, what's the, it, it, it depends on what the situation is, whether or not you need to go ahead and cut it off and let it be what it was. But there's, it wasn't about disrespecting each other. It was like, listen, you know, we're just not in the same place. It's like, okay, you need to go experience something. Like his thing was, he was like, I don't, I don't know. And, and it, maybe he just didn't know how that he would ever get the opportunity to be another person's full foundation. Like all that I'm going to know in life is going to be with you. Some people don't want to take that on. Some people, and that's what he, that was his thing. That's how he verbalized. He didn't know if he wanted to take that on. It's like, whoa, all that she's ever going to experience. Cause I want to do this for a lifetime. But so all that she's ever going to experience, not just the sex part, but her, her, she didn't have any, she didn't have any foundation in any of this. All that she's ever going to experience is going to be me. And I think he might've also been thinking if I'm all that she's ever going to experience and it, and it's not this is not it for her, then she will wonder. She might wonder. She might wonder, and then she might wonder, you know. So he was like, you know, she just needs to live a little bit more, you know, whether it be sexually or not. And they kept going to the sexual part, but I don't know if it was just that. Because he, he was one of those people, when he looked at her, he looked at her deeply, you know, because he had, he was being in, in a young man, he experienced some things in life period. And also during the course of this had a loss, he lost his grandmother and they dealt with that. And again, you know, she presented what she thought ought to present, you know, of course, uh, compassion, you know, support. Hey, we're in this, even though we're in this experiment, you know, I, I care for you. I deeply care for you. And, uh, and I want to be a part of this with you where he could have paused the experiment and went and dealt with this thing with his family. And, you know, they, they had already embraced. Uh, and again, I think we oftentimes meet people we know we're going to have, we're going to have knowledge of that. We're going to know that person for life. I've had that experience. I remember meeting, you know, a couple people throughout life and you just get a sense that you don't get a sense that it's going to go wrong, but you get a sense of, cause there are these soul ties that people are now talking about, you know, it, whether you're soulmates or not, you're forever tied together because things happen between you. Or even if, if you, you know, the ships that cross in the night, like you see a person and you know that instinctually something should happen. We, let me give you my number, my card, whether it's business or per personal, professional, whatever. It's like, you know, that the, that the soul, it's like something about it. I don't know if you, whatever you subscribe to, I'm going to put it like that. But when you see people, you know that there's something, there's something, there's a deeper connection there between even you and strangers because there's a soul thing going on here. And a lot of us don't investigate on that level. A lot of us aren't concerned with what goes on on that level. But I remember um, people, some people that I know now, I remember first seeing some people like, like not necessarily like, well, on on the lane on the note of you know love at first sight but even beyond love there are things like friendships like when you meet people you know you're gonna jail i think i'm gonna jail with this person right um because you connect there is you you're tied together you connect on all kinds of levels and and we're just out we're out here having those connections and sometimes you wonder like man should i have explored that connection i mean have you ever like going to something and you know and and you don't 
you don't go through the extent of like, oh, I'm going to stay in touch kind of thing. But it, and there's an experience that it embeds itself in your memory. It embeds itself in your cells. You know, the way that person made you think, laugh, feel like I got a, I got a good friend. And I, yeah, I just said the word good friend. And we only met a couple times. Um, we've crossed paths at events. I've intentionally, intentionally gone to one of her events. Um, but there, in fact, there are a couple people, like I have, I have connections with people and my memory of how, when you think of how you know them or why you know them, the laughter that they brought out of my soul, that's the connection. When I see them, I immediately laugh again. Or smile, you know, I noticed that one of the things I love engaging my children and what they like and what they don't like, you know, I can tell the things that are in their life, like each of them, I know, I know they're my children. So I know what their joy looks like. I know what their disappointment look like. I know when they are just going along to get along or let me get through this. I, you learn all of those things because you as their mother or their parent, father, or, or, or you know, somebody who loves and cares for them, you've had to give them things over a number of years. And you know when you've had to tell them, suck it up, right? Or you know when you've done something for them and it gives them that, pre you know what a child's pure joy looks like. Because it's for me, because they're your child, it looks like you. Like, I know what my joy looks like. You know, I know what my job, when I can't break a smile, like it's in there, you're trying to hold it, that blushing thing they tell you, you know. Like my son, one of the things I so love about my son is there's a clinching in his jaw because he ain't trying to, he just ain't trying to show pure joy. Um, there's only been a, a, a time, there are times when I've seen like his ex exuberant joy, emphatically happy joy. You know, I, I love, I love looking around the world for, um, scenes of emphatically happy joy. I love hearing laughter, um, uh, which is why I, I delve into comedy and theater. You know, I love theater more than I love television and movies as mediums because in the theater, you know, that person has to present it to you. They have to present it to you. And I don't care if you can go to the theater, you can go see a production, the same production every day. And it's going to be something different about it because every day that person is bringing something different to the role or there's something they leave out of the role based on what's going on in their day that day. You know, I know for me, um, there are times when things in the household, you know, and, or my anxieties might've been up, up the level, anxiety level might've been too high. And I got this and that on the calendar and I can't give it my all because I'm fighting through getting out of bed and having to leave the house, you know, but we all still try to present. But there are those times when our soul is happy. There are those times when our soul is happy and that soul has existed, existed in us and carrying us through this life for so long. And it's like, do this. Let me just have, let your soul glow. <laughs> now y'all know I just grabbed that from coming to America. Soul glow. When that the thing of the, I mean, let your soul glow today. Let your soul glow. You know, look around in, in within your immediate reach. In your immediate reach, mine is just this glass sitting here because I'm looking in my books, right? I, I got rid of my bookshelves and I went around my house and I just put little stacks of books. Like right here on the coffee table, I've got a stack of books that's all about history. It's first on top is Barracoon. And I need to, I'm going to find this other book I bought. It. It's called The Autobiography of My Mother. 
And uh, I was in the bookstore purchasing some cookbooks, and something told me to look over my shoulder. And I looked over my shoulder, and of course, it was right after, you know, losing my mother. Uh, and there was this book, and the cover of this book is this woman's mother, but it's kind of ancient. It's an older picture. Uh, like her mother might have been an islander or something like that. And uh, I bought it, and, you know, saying that I was going to read it. And I think I, I think I read the part. One of the, I, In fact, I did. I read the part that my soul was calling out for. Um, and I didn't finish reading the book because the answer was like right there. You know, you get a book cause you're looking for an answer and the answer was right there. And the answer to me was, and I'll, I'll share it with you guys. It ended up being just right here on the inside of the jacket that your mother, and it, it, it was the answer I needed. It said, let me look, let me look, let me look, let me look. This is my Yeah. Okay. This one, this is what it says. So my mother died at the moment I was born. And so my whole life. There was nothing standing between me, between myself and eternity. At my back was always a bleak black wind. The answer in that passage in the inside of this book, which I wish I'd have read it then because then I wouldn't have had to buy it. But I'm, I'm glad I bought it because now, again, this answer sits in, in, in the immediate access of me at 30. Oh, we're over 30 here. We're one minute over 30. Um, if those of y'all need to stop and check yourself and then come back, let's finish now story time. The answer that I needed in that moment, I went into that bookstore looking for an answer for a recipe. And as I got ready to walk out this book, something said, look over your shoulder and angel, you know, how would I subscribe to? And the book was sticking out and I saw the woman's face. The cover of this book is a picture, a very older picture. It didn't tell what, um, and the handwritten title the autobiography of my mother I went in that I went into that bookstore to get uh, an old I was looking for a very old school recipe book because all the new recipe books that I was buying I had gone into the kitchen to heal and go through the grief process of losing my mother the the recipe books the the you know the new bestsellers and popular ones and the ones by black women that I was searching for wasn't getting into some of the essence of things that my mother was cooking and I had found it at that particular day I found a, a recipe book uh, from an old school boarding house in Georgia and it was the recipes of these women that cooked at this boarding house. Now, boarding houses were really huge in around the shipping yards, train yards, you know, the commerce, whatever the commerce was, industries were back in the day. In this particular boarding house, uh, the men that stayed at this boarding house, they worked on the train yard, they worked on the... Um, on the shipping yard, they worked in the manufacturing and so forth. This was in Savannah, Georgia, I believe. And so the men, more or less men that stayed there, you know, they would stay there when they were working the cycle, the season, you know, so they would stay at this boarding house seasonally. You know, it wasn't like a hotel, you know, like now you go to a hotel, people are in and out, in and out. No, they would come for the season and they would stay at these boarding houses because they had homes, you know, so they didn't live there. And then too, you wouldn't live there all season because, you know, you'd go back home. And so the men would stay at this boarding house. So there were a number of women who cooked these large meals in this boarding house and they would cook, you know, that's what back then you had four or five meals a day, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, supper and, and whatever else. So the, and what I loved about their recipes and I opened the book first, it was a, a, a vintage book. Um, I opened the book and it was, my mom was cooking in that book. Like, 
Oh, because they use entirely different recipe ingredients that we use today. You know, we don't use, you know, we don't break down and go back to the good old herbs or this, that, and the other, or even just simple recipes, you know, everything today is on that bougie level. You know, they want 17 ingredients where back then it was like, it was like, honey, you grab a little of this, a little of that, a little of this, and you got a whole meal. So when I reached back and I got this book and, uh, and I saw the young lady, her mother's on the front, she's on the back. And I didn't even pay attention to the back. And, uh, of course, now this was a used bookstore, so I didn't pay the full price. I'm like, oh, in budget, go ahead and get it. And I was buying a lot of books at that time because I had a book club uh, as part of my How to Get Out of Bed. At least let me, because I couldn't do the things that I was doing then, I said, well, let's at least explore books. Let me keep, let me keep some kind of engagement with my audience. But when I opened this book, my mother died. This is what I read. What this was the instant my mother, my mother died. So for my whole life, there was nothing. Oh no, standing between myself and eternity. That's what I realized what a mother was. And then we go through our whole life trying to feel out, feel trying to figure out this connection we have to this person that gave birth to us. That was the day I realized that we're born to our best friend. And you know the kind of relationship you have with your best friend. It's up, it's down. You know, y'all trying to understand like, why are we friends? Because it's like, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, it's like, eh. But that was it. Between myself and eternity. That's what parents are, y'all. Our parents are between us and eternity. Right? That's it. And that was the day I understood what being a mother was. That's what, that's the day I understood because that's the day when you realize your own, you start thinking about your own mortality, right? When you, when you have a parental loss and, uh, cause I've, one of the things I love about myself is that I am, I try to keen in to wisdom around me. I seek wisdom, um, and coming into this journey and knowing that it was going to be a journey because I saw my friends. So many of us are out here. And we don't see other people. I let people know I see you. I see you. And, and they go, they light up. You know, when you say that to someone, I see you. And they, they're going to, it depends now because they might be doing something like, wait, you saw, you saw that? If they say to you, if they, if they say to you, you saw that, run. <laughs> right? Because they just did because you know, guilt, guilt is loud. Guilt is obvious. Guilt is confessional. You ever notice how confessional confession? I hope that's the word confessional guilt is like in all the movies when they, when they catch the person, the person that goes through this long, I could have got away. Yeah. You know, and they tell you everything they were trying to do. Say that you want to know about the people in your life. Cause some of us, you know, we ain't made the best decision about the people in our life and some of the people are, are family. So you can't do nothing about that. But People around you, turn to the person in, in the next cubicle or walking down the hall. Say to that person, I see you. You know, I don't care. You don't need to say it any kind of way. I see you, you know, with a little, with a little giddiness. And they will, even, they will either light up because they've been walking around invisible all day, wondering, probably wondering if, if people see them. Or they will get confessional and go, you saw that. And then you don't don't say what. Just laugh, just smile and go on and watch how they process that. They'll probably come back. You saw that for real. You saw me for real. Cause they probably either did something they have no business doing or they trips almost about to slip and fall. It's the thing. That's the exercise for the day. When my daughter come in there, I'm like, I see you. She, and she probably going to be guilty about something. 
right? Because she's a shopaholic and she keep coming through this door with stuff, knowing that I'm going to see it anyway, right? That's my petty betty. As I take a sip here to keep on talking, I see you. And guess what? In social media, I use the hashtag all the time. We live in public. We all see you. We see you. Even if your page is fully locked down, somebody done screenshotted something on there, right? People screenshotting and they're making it so easy. In fact, I think one or two apps are letting you know that somebody took a screenshot. I think uh, Instagram is coming back. Cause you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg properties, you know, he's trying to capture every piece of data he can. So I think now if you've done an update on some of these apps, um, if you take a screenshot, your camera roll, Camera Rose got all kind of properties now. Um, I went to the restaurant, you know, they were like, okay, just um, for the menu, you know, hold your camera up to the QR code. Now, we just had a discussion in our business group about QR codes because at once upon a time, we put them on everything. But because people in that time when they first came out didn't really know how to navigate on their phone and you had to have a particular app to engage with QR codes. But now you just, depending on the phone that you have and the tool that you have, and I know they said it's iPhone. I don't know if it's Android or not. Um, but you just hold it up in your camera roll and the, in the thing, it gives you a notification to open it up. And I'm like, oh, you don't think I'm, I'm, I'm putting that right back on my soaps. QR. In fact, I am redoing my label today. I'm redoing my label today, uh, and put my QR code back. Um, uh, in fact, I've been looking at, uh, designing a QR code because I need it on, on the soaps. I'm like, you know, I need some more stuff on the label and there's a whole other side. Like, there's an inside to the label. I want to put some things on the inside, inside of the label. And getting it to the point, I can't even, I can't even send it off to the printers yet because we're still, you know, we're, we're right at six months into this and we're still tweaking the recipes and, and what the line and the soaps are going to be. So I still can't, I have to manually print them and plate and, and cover the soaps until we can finalize things. But I'm going to bring that again. Hear what I just said. I'm investigating. I am, I am investigating, you know. So, and then we get to the end of this thing and I, I realized I stacked my journal up and I did not jot down any of the things that we just said. So I, now I'm, now I'm like, wait, what did I want to call this one? What did I want to call this one? Y'all I'm telling you, um, uh, I'm going to actually go back and, and do a little bit of listening, but I know we talked about maturity. I was just thinking about that couple and the maturity y'all there's maturity. There's what we present, how we present. You know, there's too much of, of how we present. Um, there's too many of us that, you know, don't, we don't have the foundation. It's listen, it's all right. Not having the foundation. None of us are born with it, but again, you got to do some investigation, right? Cause in the end you want your joy. We want our joy. That's what it's about. I started on this journey because, um, the way before I did start doing how to get out of bed, one of the ways in which I would find my joy is I would go to these, uh, I would go to the theater and then I ended up being a person like, I can't go to the, like opening night in theater is awesome and amazing. One, because you really get to full on celebrate the production with the cast and usually the playwright is there. I've had the esteemed pleasure of sitting with August Wilson at one of his Atlanta productions. That was the universe did that. Okay. I'm in the 
I'm, I'm one of the last going in and there's one seat left and it's next to me. And lo and behold, I'm sitting there and August Wilson comes and sits down. Now, mind you, that's been my life. Okay. And I don't drop, I try not to drop names. It's like, I have a quandary of remembering this stuff myself, but because I had access to this, because I, because I, because I was a storyteller and I was an influence, became a theater influencer because I just found so much joy in going to the theater. So this is how influencers, old school influencers. Yeah. That's old school influencers. And there's these people out here today. That's I hear lying about everything, but old school influencers. We, I became an influencer because I loved it. That was my joy to get out of my day and all the responsibility and accountability and, and depression and anxiety that I had going to the theater. And, uh, and because I would talk about it so much after the fact, they were like, why don't you come to opening night? You know, I, that was an invite. I didn't know to do that. You know, I was out there buying tickets. Like, wait, um, let I started getting these emails, you know, can we invite you? You, you know, we saw that you talked about this player. You did that. That's how I got invited. One of the, uh, playwrights that invites me to everything to this day, I bought tickets to go to his stuff. I just fell in love with it. And I'm like, I got to meet him. I got to meet everybody that was on that stage. Right. And they were like, who is this person that loves to admit? And then they were the next day. They were like, did you see the YouTube video she did about, cause this wasn't even a thing, man. Did you see the, and, and getting this, I got all the thank yous and stuff. And, and now I'm invited to everything. And I think it's been seven years, if not 10 that we did this. Um, and now I'm invited to everything that he does because I said to him, I see you. That's what I did. Strangers. We didn't know each other. I didn't ask for nothing. He didn't ask for nothing. In fact, wanted to reimburse the ticket. I'm like, no, I'm good. I, I buy my, I buy my tickets. But before I can buy them now, he like, here's your link. Go get your ticket. Come to this. He's getting ready to do another reading. He's done. He's doing, they're doing uh, uh, stage read. They're doing uh, play stay, table reads. They're doing table reads in the pandemic until we can get back out to the theater. And uh, so I got another one. He's getting ready to do a second one. And then when I, when I, and one of the reasons when I said to him, I see you and I see that you might be, you probably are the next August Wilson. And, and some people don't like to say somebody being the next, but he has definitely picked up the gauntlet. He is definitely carrying the torch, you know, and a lot of times we don't do that enough to let somebody know. I see you and what I see you putting on that stage, you know, is just like, just like the man that we loved called August Wilson who was born to do a thing, did a thing, and was called on to the heavenly gates, y'all. Heartfelt hurt how he was called, but he was called. And even in, even in his going was so intentional about what should be done in his absent absence. And so at 44 into this, we're going to hit the 45 because I don't, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to get ready to stop. We're going to get ready to wrap up. But I, I celebrate 20 years, 20 years walking around telling people, I see you. And then I would write about them. And I learned to stop trying to get their permission because people don't get permission for you to tell. They don't get permission for you to tell their stories. And those that do, it ain't really a story to be told. Right. 
because the story that what I what I looked for in a person was about their true kindness, and a lot of these folk out here ain't got that. What I looked for was real originality, true originality, and a lot of people out here don't have that. What I looked for was a true heart, some kindness, compassion, you know, foundation. Even if they were building their own foundation, even if they had to, you know, smooth out the terrain and and, and build their own. One of the best interview, one of the best Tyler Perry interviews he ever had was with me because I wanted to speak to his soul. It's like, man, it's it's a soul behind all of this. And he he is a guy. He's gonna present to you what he thinks need to be presented. But it's a soul. There's a soul in there. There's a soul to that man, and it comes through. You know, when you when you're around Tyler Perry, again, and I'm not trying to drop names. I'm, I'm talking about personalities. Um, his per- the personality of him is, you know, and, and, and it's something in all of us when we are in, when we are before, when we come before people who expect a thing, we try to deliver or when we, and, and I know, for instance, we know that he has to push through a lot. He got, he probably got a whole lot of how to get out of bed moments because he's come through, he's come through a lot and, um. Uh, so you got to know waking up each day, there's a lot of stuff that has to be suppression, suppressed with him. You know, n- the loss that he's had, the experience, the, c- the consistent questioning of his skills, even though, you know, and I don't, I don't know if, I mean, it's like, Hey, getting on the Forbes list. Yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of a goal, you know, but I will have, I have to tell you, you got to know that that's not his joy. That's the residual that comes with just doing what he loves. You know, even if he is the only one writing everything, you know, but that's what he loves. Clearly the man loves to write. He can sit down and knock out all them scripts. Okay. Without anybody helping or, or proofreading or reading any of that stuff, you know, but what I love in the interview that we had, I got a chance to speak to his soul. I got a chance to really sit and look at him, you know, and, then, and I was at the table with some other people there, but in the, the interview, in, in the original recording, I'm like, well, it sounded like I was the only one asking all the questions because I think everybody else was kind of starstruck. And, you know, me, I'm like, I got a goal coming in here. I got to get what I got to get because I want to create something that's going to make him immortal. I did, That's what I do with everybody that I interview. It's like, this is going to outlive us. So let's just make it the best ever, right? I go to that with everything. I ain't like, okay, there's some things like, let me get this done. Like, let me get this dishwasher loaded. I'm like, no, nah. even loading my dishwasher. I'm like, let me make this the best load ever. Cause you know, I'm, I'm that person. When I go to grab a dish, I don't want to have wash. I'm that person. I'm rinsing them. I'm brushing it. I'm brushing my dishes. You know, they going in the dishwasher halfway clean, even though that dishwasher y'all, I put some dishes in there that I've been scrubbing all my life and they came out. I'm like, dang, okay. But I ain't trying to try it because one, I don't like all that stuff going down the drain. I don't want to have to clean the dishwasher, right? So I'm just, I'm learning that that's how I present. And I love how I present because when I go into a place where I'm not even trying, trying to present nothing, I'm just trying to be in the background. And there's the, are you dryer buzz? Is that dryer bus? I went to the networking the other day. We had on a mask and somebody said, is that dryer bus? Cause I, I recognize your voice, right? I'm wearing a mask, right? And then mind you, the red hair could give it away, but still somebody had to ask that voice. They recognized the voice. I'm like, dang, how do you know 
my voice. Hopefully, they're a listener of how to get out of bed. Hopefully, somebody shared with them how to get out of bed because they see them. And they see what they're going through and say, hey, listen, listen to this. Because she's been through it too. And let me tell you, me and my God that I had, that have guided me all these years, because I used to do a forum for women to come in and discuss, you know, mentally what the world is doing to us. And we still do it. We do it now on a broadcast. But back in the day, we used to get together once a month. I used to go around the city and I had these get together once a month because before I did it for women, I did it for men. And the men start saying, well, you know, we're dealing with all of this because, you know, the women are, women are at particular places when we, 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 we're trying to live life with women who are in, a, in, in these places. And, and I had recognized that men needed time to talk. Men needed time to, to um, go inside themselves and, and figure out these things and share with each other. And they said to me, okay, it's time to start doing these for women. I was like, you know, I ain't trying to do all that with women because, you know, women be on a whole other level, you know. And, uh, and so I had one. I held one for women. And of course, women needed it so much, uh, and it grew. And, and, and first I did it annually. And then I had a group come to me, a community uh, resource come to me and say, what about if, you know, we gave, we provided you the resources, uh, that you can do this on a, on a monthly basis, you know, all the, re- and literally, and this is what happens when you, when you are, when you are presenting, when you are presenting what is necessary came to me and said, Hey, listen, we're doing this in your community and we want to give you all the resources, you know, that you need a building, um, a budget. <laughs> that's what people need. A build that stop right there. A build, a build, wait, you said a building and a budget, a building and a budget. Okay. Yeah. Because I was the budget for these, these events that I did. Um, and you can, because of what, because of what I wanted to achieve with the events, you can't necessarily go to sponsors. People are like, Oh my God, you should have all these amazing sponsors. Well, sponsors are not out there helping people heal people. Sponsor, you, there's great sponsorship and helping people develop all kinds of illnesses. There are great sponsorship and helping people develop all kinds of sicknesses. There are great sponsorship, helping people create all kinds of habits, you know, not, but not necessarily, not necessarily healing their behaviors. There's not a lot of sponsorship for that. There's a lot of resources for it. There's not a lot of sponsorship for it. So what you do is you learn how, as I learned a long time ago, how to reimburse those expenses, how to make it free, how to fully reimburse each expense. So I had, I've been able to say, I can see and say, I did it for 20 years and I fully reimburse each expense. People want people, cause people be looking, trying to figure out how it is. You constantly, you constantly doing stuff. How are you constantly doing stuff? Cause, and they'll try to ask, but they don't ask it the right way. And there was a guy on TikTok that showed people, how do you ask? How do you ask the right way? They're like, when you, ask, he said, he said, when you ask me how I do something, you're not asking me how I do it. You're asking me if you could do it. So that's how you need to frame your question. Do you think I could do that? So when you come to me, ask me, do I think you could do this? Do I think that you could podcast daily? Well, I can show you how to do it for free. Fully reimburse each expense. Do you, can I do a kitchen broadcast? I can show you how to do it for free. Fully reimburse each expense. Can I start a business? I can show you how to do it for free. I can definitely show you how to reimburse expenses. I can show you how to monetize it. I can show you how it how it will not cost you anything. I can definitely show you that as a priority. And then I can show you how to get some residual from it, some passive income from it. You know, whether or not you're going to be rich, you know, and make all the figures and all that kind of stuff. Uh, let me tell you what people who do that. Let me tell you the risk that they are taking. <laughs> 
Because when I tell you the risk that people are taking, can I tell you the risk? You know, Tyler Perry in, in his in his uh bio, in his publicity, his his PR, it says it starts at going homeless. Like he took in he took his rent money. I'm like he was like he it was a choice. I'm not gonna pay rent. I'm gonna live in this car. I'm gonna take this money and I'm gonna invest it in in a facility. I was like, okay, well I got kids, right? I wanna I wanna host some productions, but. I'm not about to go live in the car with these children. I got to keep a roof over their head. Let me go see if I can get a building some other kind of way, right? Let me see if I can go. And, and I went and I asked, like, yeah, you can have this building for nothing. You, yeah, for you, yes. Because they said, I because we see you. You, I can go around this city and get any build, any not any of these buildings because some of them escort me out like I'm crazy. Okay, you and you got to be willing to go through that. You got to be willing to hear security, right? I just was offered, I just was offered a building last week because I said to them, I see you. They were like, we see you too. Would you like, we see all that you're doing. Would you like to do a pop-up? Yes. That's what I'm saying. You got to let people see you. You got your page locked down. Can't nobody see what you're tweeting because you, you ain't tweeting right. You ain't posting right. You got the page locked down. Can't put so many people see this, that, and the other. You know, you got to you gotta hide it from this, that, this, that, and the other. So people can't, people can't see you because you got this duality thing going on. And guess what? As long as you want to, the duality, you want to be a little bit over here and a little bit over there, and the two can't ever meet, you're going to have a problem. You, you, you're not going to get there. You're just not going to get there because you have to be authentic. You got to put in your whole self. You know, you got to, unless you want to be having people signing all kind of NDAs and pay, doing all kind of payoffs, you know, that's, that's going to pop up in the headlines one day. You know, look at even my dog choked on that one. Right? You got to remember, you can't even celebrate the miracle. You can't even pray for the miracle. Of your miracle of tomorrow is praying for your miracle of tomorrow at, at the beginning and the end of the day is a whole other thing. Lord, don't let them find out about this. I don't want to have that. I, I just don't ever want to have that prayer. That's why all my platforms are public. We ain't, you ain't got to request a friendship. You ain't got to follow as many times you want to troll. Just come on back and look. Right? In fact, I, I, half my friend requests, I don't even accept them because I'm like, you know, it, it ain't even, first of all, it ain't even necessary. You don't have to present to me as a friend. You, cause, cause you, I know you won't be able to present that all the time. So we don't even have to establish anything. Just go on over there and look, it's open. It's a free museum of everything. There are people out there can tell me things that I've done that I've completely forgot about. And I'm looking like, what? You know, I, I even at the networking the other day, somebody was mentioning something. I'm like, oh, I completely forgot about that. But that's what they saw. And that's what they were holding on to. If ever they got the opportunity to run into me, we're going to talk about this. I want you to show me how did, how did you do that? I've been wanting to ask you this. Well, there's a whole other place out there you can go where I've written it all down. Because I can't, I can't keep it all up here. i got to write some of this stuff down. And I've wrote, written it all down. And some of it you can freely download. Others of it, you can pay for it. You know? It's how you present four minutes left into an hour on a Monday, y'all. Because we had a lot to recap. Uh, this is called how to get out of bed. It's literally how I just got out of bed. This is what I have to process in a day. You're doing it too. You're just not doing it where others can see it or hear it.
right? And you're listening and throughout this message, you've co-signed, you probably hit the stop button somewhere. If you made it this far, there's a follow button up there. Look at it. Is it already selected? Have you already selected? And so that you get the notifications and I'm going to do this again in the miracle of tomorrow and the miracle of tomorrow, the miracle of the miracle of tomorrow is today. If you prayed for it yesterday, that meant that you were full on. I came into this day full on intentionally. If I am blessed with it, here's what I got to do. The first thing I got to do is I got a podcast. First thing I do is wake up breath. That's the start. The start is wake up. I'm breathing. Okay. Roll your tailing up out of the bed. Even if you don't have the energy, the strength, make the bed up. Even if you got to lay back down, at least make the bed up. At least accomplish something. Shower. Uh, actually, I had to shower last night because I'm like, I am just like trying to get this whatever this is I'm dealing with off me. And, uh, but then when I shower at night, that means I got a whole hair routine for those of y'all like me got a, you know, you, one of the reasons I do shower in the morning because the whole hair routine. Uh, so now I got to go back and do the hair routine because I do have to go live because I do have a soap that I need to present and, uh, and talk about, uh, some things I may, I may present it. I'm going to present it today cause it's, it's ready. And then I've got some other things I've got to go work on the website. So I need to go get a little bit of feedback. So I got to go live on Monday. And, uh, I'm just wondering, I wonder if I should hold it for tomorrow. Cause I do, I should do it on Tuesday, but then that will be the miracle of tomorrow. When I do have today, you know, the universe has, has given me today and, and my guardian angels are like, see, we done gave her a whole day. She talking about tomorrow. So I'm going to go do something to my hair, uh, put on something wardrobe, uh, which basically I get to put on my brand. Thanks to my t-shirts. I'll put on my brand and I'll go live. And, uh, and I think I, in fact, I don't think, cause I don't want to do all bunch of talking. I'll answer some questions. I think I'll just put on a little music in the background and I have a soap to cut. Uh, and it is, it's not a new, it's a restocking. So definitely want to let those who, uh, who like this one, let them know that it's, it's back online. They can reserve their bars until they are ready to ship. And, uh, and then I could talk about, I can get, I could, remember I said, ask and get data. I could ask some questions because I want to, I want to get my Tuesday sale just right. And it's not just right yet. And if this app is going to say, Hey, let's go ahead and end this. So listen, in the miracle of tomorrow will come if you support today. So just go check out dryerbuzz.com. All right, y'all don't forget. Uh, watch how you present. Let somebody know you see them. Hopefully somebody says to you, I see you. And if, if they do, how are you going to react? All right, bye. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at Dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.